Obamacare premium rates for 2017 are out, and consumers are being hit with average price increases of more than 20% for health coverage. That's the equivalent of a second mortgage payment for some households. The White House says most consumers will really pay $75 or less a month because they're getting subsidies. But the flap is raising questions about whether President Obama's signature health care law is living up to its promises and whether the administration or Congress can do something to control these price hikes. I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined by CQ healthcare reporter Aaron Mershon. So, Aaron, it turns out the Affordable Care Act is maybe not that affordable for some folks. Um, first of all, explain why these price hikes are happening now. And you've noted also they're happening sort of unevenly across the states, right? That's right. Thank you so much for having me here, Adriel. And, and you're right. These definitely aren't good numbers for the administration. The report confirmed that premiums for Americans who use healthcare.gov to buy their health insurance will go up by an average 25% next year. That's quite a jump when you look at last year's increase of just about 7.5%. So if you were paying $200 a month for healthcare last year and not getting any subsidies for it, now you're going to be paying $250 a month, which is an extra $600 per year. Let me tell you a little bit about why this is happening. The rates are going up for a lot of reasons. Some of it is because this is a new market. It started three years ago for the first time, and before that, insurers really had no idea what to expect. So some of this is just them adjusting to what they're seeing in the market now that they've been participating for three years. The health law also had several programs built in to try to keep premiums low, especially in those first few years of uncertainty. Those are now expiring at the end of this year. That's going to be built into the premium increases, too. Some of it, though, is just the simple fact that the people who are signing up for health insurance on healthcare.gov are older and sicker than we expected originally. All of that has led some insurers to lose a lot of money participating in the exchanges. You've heard big ones like United Healthcare are dropping out um, of many of the markets in which they've been participating, citing millions in financial losses. Other insurers have actually gone bankrupt. So for the insurance companies who are staying in the market, at least in some places, they're raising their rates to keep, to keep themselves from going bankrupt. So what's important to note here, and, and what you can't tell from these averages, is that in some places things are a little better than that, and in other places things are much, much worse. Premiums are actually going down on average in Indiana, and in Arkansas, New Hampshire, and Ohio, we're only seeing increases of about 2%, which is less than last year's average increase. But then in parts of Arizona, rates are actually going to more than double on average, 116% increase there. In Oklahoma and Tennessee, they'll have more than 60% rate hikes next year on average. Um, and you mentioned the administration has reiterated time and again that these premium increases are not going to affect the vast majority of Americans, even the vast majority of people who purchase their health care on the exchanges. So in the first case, most Americans do not get their health insurance through Obamacare. Most get it through their jobs or Medicaid or Medicare. It's only about 11 million people who will actually be hit with these increases. And for those 11 million, about 84% of those people are receiving tax credits under the health law, subsidies, if you will. Those will go up right alongside the premium. So even if your premium goes up by $50 a month, for most people, your subsidy would also go up to cover the, that increase. All of this, of course, reinforces Republican criticisms that the health care overhaul is a disaster. Obamacare has to be repealed and replaced, and it has to be replaced with something much less expensive for the people. Uh, we heard that drumbeat earlier this year when some insurers said they were backing out of the Obamacare exchanges. Um, do the Republicans really have any alternative? 
certainly Republicans did jump on this recent report. I think that they'd all rather talk about Obamacare problems than their current presidential nominee, for example. (laughs) Um, So we've seen a lot of statements this week. Speaker Paul Ryan, the Ways and Means Committee, Energy and Commerce Committee, all blasting Obamacare for the problems with affordability. Um, Many of the statements are calling for for a full repeal of the health care law, which, of course, has been a Republican goal since it passed. Republicans will tell you, at least those on the Hill, will tell you that they do have an alternative to the health law. Speaker Paul Ryan, a few other House Republicans, put a lot of effort into a big document earlier this year that would purportedly replace Obamacare. But that document, like many of the other replacement plans we've seen from Republicans over the years, is very, very light on actual details. We don't know how they'd pay for their plan. We don't know how they would get interest groups like the insurance companies or hospitals on board. It would almost certainly reduce access to health care. But because there are no numbers, it's really, really unclear at this point what their replacement plan would actually do. This is a point that our Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton brought up. She sort of said, "Okay, you think premiums are going up now, but it will be much worse if my opponent wins the presidency. She said it'll just skyrocket up because insurance companies will be in charge again. I'm going to fix it. But if we repeal it, as Donald has proposed, and start over again, all of those benefits I just mentioned are lost to everybody, not just people who get their health insurance on the exchange. So, yeah, I think the big question now is whether these recent calls for repeal um, are serious, whether these attacks on the health care law will persist even after the election. If we do end up seeing a Clinton presidency, are we going to have Republicans who are at least willing to come to the table to talk about this, to improve the situation for these people who have these affordability issues or not? And that's really just not clear yet. Now, Clinton backs the idea of reviving something called the public option, the idea of a government-run health option that was actually scrapped during the bitter debates uh, in 2009, 2010 over the health care law. What are the odds of that being revived? Yeah, Clinton has been very vocal in her support for the public option, especially since Senator Bernie Sanders brought up the idea during his his campaign for the nomination. Um, President Barack Obama has actually also recently come out in favor of the idea as well. Um, as has his health care secretary. Of course, that set off a flurry of concern from insurance companies and from Republicans, the very same people who were very opposed to it when the health care debate began in 2009. Honestly, this is, this is a non-starter politically. You couldn't get this through a Democratic House of Representatives seven years ago. There's really no hope at all of getting it through a Republican one that's so hostile to the idea. Even if the House managed to flip during the election, Um, And Democrats were in control of both chambers. Clinton was in the presidency. I just can't imagine that we'd have a serious debate about this option that was so thoroughly opposed um, several years ago. All that said, though, there is another option out there that could at least get some debate, perhaps in the Senate, if it was Democratic controlled. Um, I I still think it's a non-starter politically, but the idea is that um, you could put in place a government-run plan that only gets triggered if there are no other insurers selling plans in a certain county. Um, so there's a pretty big question earlier this year. There was for a time one county in Arizona where there weren't any insurers offering to sell plans on that exchange. And since people can only use the health laws subsidies for insurance that they buy on the exchange, that could have left quite a lot of people in that county without an option for insurance under the new law. So in the third way, essentially, you wouldn't have a big Medicare for all, for all approach. You wouldn't have a big um, government-run health care plan, but you'd sort of have the threat of it as a fallback if insurers didn't make sure that they or their competitors were working in a certain area. Um, it's actually an option that Republicans put in place in the Medicare prescription drug program. It's never been triggered, but it is out there in case there was sort of an area without a plan. 
that option could really change the politics and the dynamics that these insurance companies face in these exchanges. It's a it's an interesting idea that's been tossed around during this debate. But again, that said, I think politically speaking, you say the words public option and people start to freak out. So I'm not sure we'll see that one go forward next year. They could, of course, and you've said they could raise the subsidies to help middle class uh, and poorer people pay the higher cost. But is that consistent with Obamacare's stated goal of containing health care spending? That's true. We are hearing a lot from Democrats, um, especially Clinton and, and Obama, too, about raising the subsidies. Obama made this point at a speech just last week that because the health law hasn't signed up quite as many people as expected, it's actually cost taxpayers less than it was projected to cost. And he wants to use that money to pay for an increase in the subsidies um, like the one that Clinton has pr- proposed. So the idea is really throwing more money at the problem. It's, you know, if you're trying to improve the marketplaces, it would certainly bring more people in if more people could more easily afford health insurance. Many of those people might be healthier than those who've signed up so far. That could help in turn bring prices down for everybody by spreading the risk of insuring the very sickest people out over more people. Um, But it would indeed cost quite a lot of money. And of course, that's not an easy thing to get through any Congress, let alone a divided one. What could actually happen next year if it's a divided Congress? Could things get bad enough with the premiums, with the consumer pain, that the Republicans might step in with a more clarified position rather than just wanting to, to scorch the health law? You know, that's a, it's a very interesting question and one that I think a lot of people in health policy are asking themselves right now. It's, it's clearly bad right now. I don't know if it's a question of whether it gets bad enough. These numbers show pretty big increases for a lot of Americans um, who purchase health coverage under the law. I I do think there are some Republicans who are sick of just saying repeal over and over again, especially in the Senate. Senator Lamar Alexander, for one, who currently chairs the HELP Committee, he said he'd like to take another look at Obamacare next year. I think there are some things in general that Republican health policy experts are starting to talk about that are fixes to the law instead of plans to replace it. There are some things they could do to make it a little bit easier for insurance companies to charge different prices for different people things they could do to change the way sort of the time at which people can sign up for coverage um, in so-called special enrollment periods, something else that insurance companies have been concerned about. I will say, though, all of the options on the table are things that Democrats really don't want to happen, at least right now. So in addition to it being a question of whether Republicans will move past repeal, I think there's also a question about whether Democrats are ready to start looking at this seriously and talking about fixing it rather than just sort of pushing back on any idea that might change the health care law. And, and that said, all that said on the Republican side, you've also still got folks like Senator Ted Cruz, who doesn't seem ready to give up the idea of full repeal. And of course, there's the conservative House Freedom Caucus um, that, that doesn't really want to let fixes through either. And I think a lot of this will depend on how much deal making we want we see from the new congressional leaders, how much people really want to come to the table, things we just don't have answers for yet. Now, it seems like the Obama administration has taken virtually every regulatory step possible to make these insurance markets work. Uh, What options are left for doing something without Congress? That's a really good question. It is very true that the Obama administration has done quite a lot to help out the insurance companies here. They've cracked down on those so-called special enrollment periods I was talking about. Um, They're looking at changing other rules. They've made some proposals for pilot programs, too, that would very much sort of be carrots for the insurance companies, a way to say, hey, we'll give you this. We want more participation in these exchanges. We want you to be helping with our health care law. They're even in in a complicated court case going up against some Republican efforts to strip funding from the law right now. 
All that means, though, that the next administration won't really be able to come in and save the day. This administration has been trying already to do that. There are some who think that this year's increase is a one-time jump in prices. Um, the administration has been making the point that there are a few programs in place that were meant to keep premiums low that are expiring this year. That attributes to a, somewhere between 5 and 7% of this increase. It's possible that things will look a whole lot better next year just on their own, that affordability will uh, will improve. At least we won't see the same kind of jump. It's also possible that a President Clinton would be able to be a little more creative with the law, roll back some things that maybe the Obama administration wasn't as willing to roll back, make some changes, or, or even work with Congress a little bit more creatively. But honestly, there isn't a long list of regulatory options on the table. Most things that are going to make a dramatic change are going to require congressional approval. Uh, would the problem go away or at least be mitigated if the government really got serious, really cracked down on the mandate that everyone have health coverage like they do in some European countries? That is a very good question with, I think, a two-part answer. The easy answer is yes. If we were much, much more strict about the mandate, if we really picked up the penalties that people face if they don't have health insurance so that it was just totally unconscionable to go without insurance, um, we'd have a lot more healthy people shelling out the money for insurance under the health care law. In places like Switzerland, you know, if they find out you don't have health insurance, they really go after you. They'll even garnish your wages, charge you back the premiums you didn't pay. And that's certainly one way to do it. You could make sure everyone was in the system and really spread out the risks of insuring people to all the people in the country. But I will say I cannot imagine a less politically popular idea. I think what politician is going to say yeah, let's really skyrocket the prices that we charge people for not having health insurance, force them to buy in a market they don't want to participate in. You know, not only do people not like penalties, but they don't really like insurance companies either. So I think politically that's uh, wouldn't even get a modicum of attention. It's just not the way we do things here. CQ healthcare reporter Aaron Mershon on what to do about rising Obamacare premium rates next year. I'm Adriel Bettelheim. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can find all of our podcasts at rollcall.com forward slash podcast. Have a good week.